Welcome to the Police Fit Podcast, where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health. With over 11 years experience in the fitness industry and 17 years service in the military and as a first responder, your host, Brad Williams, shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health. Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm currently on holidays with the family. I just put a post up on Facebook. Um, so I'm recording this uh, podcast in the caravan with my kids. Um, so the person who guesses um, how far into the podcast that they'll interrupt, uh, the closest guest will win a free access to the armory. Um, so here we go. One of them's uh, one of them's been doing some mean farts. So I reckon one of them's going to need to shit throughout the podcast. So we'll see how we go. Um, so questions this week. Um, first one's from uh, Wilson. Basically, working with your BMR to reduce body fat without losing muscle mass. Um, he is trying to stay under seventeen hundred calories a day. It's one hundred eighty-four centimeters, um, and his current weight is ninety kilos. He does exercise regularly and runs 5K two to three times a week. So I just had to estimate um, your age on this one. So I chucked it in my calorie calculator. I use just use any anyone you want online. They're all the, all the same. Um, so I just use uh, 25 years old. His BMR base metabolic rate is 1930. So if you're consuming 1700 calories a day plus exercising, that's way too little. Um, if you're exercising one to three times a week, I'll put that into the calculator. To maintain your current weight, you're looking at 2,654 calories. Uh, weight loss is 2,154 calories. And extreme weight loss is 1,654 calories, which is what we're going to stay away from. Um, so basically for yourself, you're wanting to reduce body fat without losing muscle mass. So to lose weight, all right, you need to be in a calorie deficit, all right? To build muscle, you need to be in a calorie surplus. Now, just to, in my one-to-one program, um, we don't do calorie counting. We use a habits-based approach. Um, calorie counting is okay if you want to use it. Um, it does give you a good understanding of what's in food, the amount of energy that's in there. Uh, but it's just not something that we do in our one-to-one program. Um, I can show you how to do it though, if you want to. But basically, so to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. To build muscle, you need to be in a calorie surplus. Um, You can maintain your muscle mass in a calorie deficit, which is what Wilson is asking, but it needs to be a high protein diet. Um, You also, you may have, you may have the appearance of losing muscle mass, but understand it's just the the fat surrounding the muscle tissue that's reducing now uh, a good way to check this and and monitor this is by getting like a dexa body scan where they actually scan your body and they can see muscle mass fat mass um water and a few other things that's probably the best way to maintain or to check your progress with this because think about have you ever seen people right and i, I saw it the other day I'm just at the caravan park here. They got a pool and that. So a dude, a dude's rolled up into the pool, and you know he's got his shirt on. Doesn't look 
doesn't look that big. Um, you know, he takes his shirt off. He looks huge because he's got not a lot of fat on his body. So there's a lot of exposed muscle. Um, so when you have, when you might wear a shirt, right? When you're wearing a shirt and you've got a bit of fat around your muscle and you look quite big, you know, when you start to lose that fat and wearing your shirt, and I get this as well, you might look in the mirror and think, oh, I've lost heaps of muscle mass when you haven't really. Um, then, you know, when you take off your shirt or whatever, you, you, you're exposing that, the muscle definition that's there. Um, but I go through that as well. And that, that's, that comes down to that, you know, you might have the appearance of losing muscle mass, but realistically you're not. You're just losing the fat tissue surrounding it. Um, so that's something to think about when you're, you know, if people people do the whole I'm gonna I'm gonna put on fat and turn it into muscle. Okay, it's bullshit because it's the two different things. You can't you can't turn fat into muscle. Okay, what you can do is you know put on more weight so you're lifting heavier and you're eating more food for your recovery so your recovery is better so your muscle can grow quicker. Um, but you know so you can recover better. But you can't turn you can't turn muscle into fat. Okay, it's impossible. You can't turn you can't turn fat. Ah, uh, sorry, muscle into fat either. Um, so with this, if you're yeah, if you want to uh, just quickly an update, we're at four minutes fifty, and they haven't interrupted yet. They're watching a movie, so they're doing all right. Um, yeah, if you're trying to do this, if you're trying to reduce your body fat without losing any muscle mass, you got to play the long game. Okay, it's not. You know, this is not something where you can lose, you know, oh, what would be a good weight, say 15, 15 kilos in five weeks, so three kilos a week. You can't do that and maintain your muscle mass. It's You, you just can't do it. You're in too much of a calorie deficit. So if you are going to do this, you need to play the long game. Um, 184, 90 kilos. I'm 183, I think. I'm no, 182 I'm 94 kilos. I've probably got a little bit of fat on me um, that I could I could lose. So, you know, if, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to play the long game. This is what I suggest. You know, if you do, and I spoke about this the other day, and I think I was responding to a question on Facebook. You know, running, oh, that's right, one of my clients who dropped like 25 kilos in like 12 weeks, I think it was, to get into the coppers. Um, so for him, we had him on a massively reduced calories, like he was eating not a lot and we had to do it because his fitness was there to get in his strength was there to get into the job just his bmi was too high and i won't go into bmi um in this podcast but you know he was carrying too much fat on him and basically we had a set date we had to get his weight down by so i wasn't worried about him losing so much weight so quickly and losing muscle mass because he was still exceeding the fitness test by quite a bit um but we needed to get his weight down so we ran him on a very restricted diet and we got him down to that weight that he needed to get into now would i do that with other clients no i wouldn't um this is just a very specific scenario um so look you can lose weight really quick but understand you're going to lose muscle mass as well so if you are wanting to you know maintain your muscle drop some weight you do need to play the long game with this um you know, it, if you're training, you know, and you're breaking down the, you're breaking down the muscle during your training to grow more muscle, right? You need to fuel your body for recovery. So, if you're running too much of a calorie deficit, you're not going to be able to fuel your body for recovery. 
Um, and when you're not fueling your body properly, it's very easy to overtrain. Okay, if you're under recovering, you know, it's just you're going to overtrain really easy and it's going to lead to injury and illness, right? It's just going to derail you. Um, so on this system, like you losing, losing fat and gaining a bit of muscle, what you need to do is you need to eat just enough to fuel your body and recover without overeating all right, and without under eating. So play with the calories, you know, play with the calories between your maintenance. Obviously, if you want to lose weight, you've got to be under that maintenance all right, to maintain your current weight. So have it somewhere between your maintenance and whatever weight loss would be. Now, obviously having your exercise there as well. Um, so it accounts for that. Otherwise you're going to be under eating and you're going to under recover, right? It's going to lead to injury and illness. So have a play with it. So for yourself, Wilson, you know, you're looking at for exercising one to three times a week, your maintenance is two, six, five, four calories. All right. And your weight loss is two, one, five, four. So have a play in 200 increments. So have a play with, 2,400 calories for a bit, then drop down to 2,200, see how you're feeling and what's happening now. Counting calories is good, all right? It does, and I say that with caution because now it does work and it can be effective, but it is hard to do and, you know, you, you can have blowouts. I find with our clients especially, like everyone's tried to count calories before, um, so I find the best the best method is a habits based approach and seeing how you're feeling. Um, you know, like if you're if you're training well but you're not recovering well and you're losing weight, then you're probably not eating enough. All right. So depending on what your goal, what your outcome is, go off how you're feeling as well and how your training is going. So, you know, if you're exercising one to three times a week and that maintenance calories is two thousand six hundred, you know, if you don't exercise at all that following week then 2600 you're going to be overeating um if you train six times that week 2600 you're going to be well under eating now so it's just something you need to be very mindful of um if you are counting calories um play play the long game you know it's yeah it's just be cautious with it that's all i can say and don't under eat um you know a lot of people they will look at the I know, I think Michelle Bridges, don't sue me. I've spoken about you before, but I think it's like a 1,200 calories or some shit. And of course, you're going to get results if you eat 1,200 calories. You're going to lose weight because you're not feeding your body. Um, but it's fucking shit. And, you know, you're not going to be able to train well. You're not going to be able to recover well. It's not going to be sustainable. You're going to put the weight back on when you finish. Um, so although like hers, like a 12-week body transformation thing, um, basic, sorry, they just started mowing. Um, basically, you know, it's fucking shit. Don't do it. Don't eat, don't eat that lower calories. And I, I've done it before. I've done, you know, that extreme weight loss. So I've done like 1700 calories and I was still training cause I was cutting down for a photo shoot for a calendar. Um, but it was fucking horrible and it's not sustainable. And I had the knowledge and the skill set to be able to work myself back into eating properly and not absolutely blow out afterwards. Um, whereas a lot of people don't, and that's the issue with a lot of the programs, you know, like Michelle Bridges one or whatever, where it's like 1200 calories, you know, that it doesn't give you the skills to be able to eat after you've finished the program. Um, whereas like a habits-based approach, which is what we do, um, it gives you that skill, that long-term knowledge and ability 
to maintain your weight loss, to maintain your current weight once you lose the weight. Um, so I think that's enough on, on that one. Um, right, we're at 11, 11 minutes 30 and the kids haven't interrupted yet. They're just cuddling on the couch. It's super cute. Shit, what am I going to do if they don't interrupt? We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, next question. Liam, um, what should one do on any day where they don't feel 100% well, i.e. tiredness, headaches, upset stomach, but don't really feel sick as such? It um, was just saying the past Thursday he missed his session because he was just tired and didn't have the physical energy to train. All right, so... All right, I understand... The first bit's understanding the difference between I cannot be fucked training and also um, sickness slash fatigue. Now, what I do... Um, I Okay, don't do what I do because I probably overtrain a lot. So something I read in Discipline Equals Freedom by Jocko Willink, and I suggest if you haven't read that, it's a must read. Um, that one and also his other one, Extreme Ownership with Leif Babin, um, two must read books. But in his um, Discipline Equals Freedom book, he talks about, you know, on that first day, on that, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if it was in his book, if it wasn't, someone let me know because I don't want to fuck it up. Um, basically on that first day, you know, when you feel like you can't be bothered training, that's the most important day to go train. Um, you know, and then like second or third day, you, if you're still feeling the same way, you might be going down towards that fatigue feeling. This is what I run off as well. And I tell clients like on that first day when you're waking up and you, you know, you're a bit tired, you're not fatigued. Understand the difference between being tired and fatigued. So fatigued is bad. That's when you're going to get sick and injured tired is just tired okay we've all done it we we all know tired and fatigue just understanding the difference all right when you are just tired or when you are just fatigued now so for example when i'm tired all right i'll go into session i won't hit a technical session if it's like a, a technical lifting session where i'm lifting heavy weights if i'm tired okay what i'll do is i'll just swap, swap that out for some cardio something i don't need to think about whether it's an echo bike running etc um, I'll do that instead. And the next day, then I'll do that hard, that technical session. Um, so understanding the difference. Now, if you're tired, oh, I thought they just interrupted. <laughs> if you're got tired, you know, if you've got headaches, upset stomach, etc., you know, have a rest. It's your body telling you you need to have a rest, right? But have that rest. And then maybe the next day you can do a double session, see how you're feeling. But yeah, if you are not feeling 100%, understand, all right, am I just tired? If you are trained through kick on, all right, if you are feeling that fatigue, that sickness, etc., you know, have a rest, recovery, go for a walk, etc., stretch, all right, go get a massage, all right? I, I do this extremely bad, and I'm saying to do this, but I, I do it extremely bad. I... What I'll do is I'll change my sessions up. So I'll go in, say, on the Monday. Say I've trained all weekend. I go in on the Monday. I go, oh, I feel not 100%. I'll just do some cardio. All right. And then on the Tuesday, I go, oh, yeah, I'm not feeling 100% still. Instead of doing that hard, 
heavy lifting session. I'm just going to do a hypertrophy session. Something I've trained for the last 20 years, I don't need to think about. I can just go in and do it with my eyes closed. So I'll do that session. And then come the Wednesday, I'm like, oh, I'm still feeling a bit tired. Yeah, I might just do another cardio session now. I'm really bad at identifying when I'm actually fatigued. I just kind of keep pushing through. And it's bad because what happens is I'll get through it. So that Monday, you know, I'm going tired. You know, I'll, I'll hit a session. I'll still do my cardio. But then on the Tuesday, when I'm still feeling like that after I've done a cardio session and recovered quite well, but on the Tuesday, I've woken up and still feeling pretty shit. I need to identify myself that that's actually fatigue kicking in. I need to have a rest day. Whereas I'm bad at identifying that, you know, I'll have some coffee and next thing you know, I'm on top of the world again and I'll hit another session. Come Wednesday, you know, I'm a bit tired again. I'll, oh, you know, and I'll, I'll make excuses in my head. Maybe, oh, okay, no, I'm just tired because of this, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not fatigued. I'm just tired. I'm going to train again. Um, you know, and it's bad. You need to understand, you know, and, and what happens is, right, the reason for this, why it's so bad is that when you're training fatigued, right, high risk of injury and illness. So what will happen is for me, and I know I do this, just saying I struggle with personally, um, you know, so I I need to identify it better. I can identify it, but I kind of convince myself it's just tiredness and not fatigue. So what happens is, right, I come in the Monday and I'm tired. You know, I train Monday. I should be resting Tuesday. Now, what will happen is I'll train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then say jiu-jitsu on the Thursday, have a big session. Next thing you know, Friday, I'm either tired, sick, or injured from jiu-jitsu on the Thursday or even the training on the Wednesday because what should have happened is I should have trained Monday, identified, hey, I'm starting to get a bit fatigued, rest whole all day Tuesday, then I can trade hard Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and see how I'm feeling Saturday. What I do is I train through and I keep going on. Oh, no, I'm just tired, just a bit of tiredness. I'm okay. Maybe I'll mask it with caffeine. Maybe I'll mask it with a pre-workout. Or I'll go, oh, I know tomorrow is going to be a pretty easy class at jiu-jitsu. So I'll just train today. It'll be fine. And then, you know, the next class at jiu-jitsu ends up being a real hard one. Um, so it's just saying you need to be really self-conscious of this and really understand it. As I said, it's something that I'm really bad at and I identify that. Um I am getting better at it as I get older, um, but it's just something you need to understand. You need to know that when you're tired, the difference between being tired and being fatigued, but also, you know, on the flip side, don't, you know, I, I go the other way where I convince myself I'm not fatigued so I can train. Just be cautious of going the other way as well where you convince yourself that you are fatigued so you don't train, okay? Because that can be the other way too. Now, and... Myself, um, Coach Carl, and one of our clients, I'm actually going to share the conversation we had via email and on the socials as well. But we were talking about, um, you know, he was saying his thighs were sore from training. Now, if you're just starting a new training program, okay, your muscles are going to be sore whilst they adapt. This doesn't mean you don't train, okay? There's a difference between being soreness and tired, right? Same as like when I talk about tiredness and fatigue, it's the same thing about sore so delayed onset muscle soreness and injury okay understanding the two differences there right so tired you can train right fatigued have a rest delayed onset muscle soreness you can train right injury do not train or do not train that specific um, movement that's going to hurt your injury you can still train around injuries but just be careful of that um of that certain point now so just understanding that so when you start a new training program you know you're going to be 
you're going to be tired. You're going to be sore. Understand that's not fatigue yet. Okay. You can turn into fatigue if you keep, if you keep training hard, you know, come Thursday, Friday, you know, if you trained a whole week and you haven't trained in a while, then you can turn into fatigue. So you need to have a rest, but just understand. So don't be like me, you know, and mask it and convince yourself you're not fatigued when you are, but don't go the other side either. Don't convince yourself that you're fatigued when you're just tired because, you know, you're not going to get results if you're not consistent and you're not pushing. All right, a little time update, 1947. All right, and the kids have not interrupted yet. Good job, kids. They just gave me the thumbs up. They're a killer. All right. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to give something away. I said I'd give away uh, free armory memberships to whoever gets the closest. Um, guesses the closest. I guess if someone, I guess if they don't interrupt, whoever guesses the closest for the actual time um, the podcast goes for, they can win. That's what I'll do. All right, next one from um, from Susan. All right, can you talk a bit about duty belts and lower back pain? Every now and then I get tightness or soreness on the lower back, more on her left side. Um, she's left-handed, so her firearms on the left side. Don't trust people that are left-handed. Um, <laughs> it happened today before my workout. Um, other than heat and foam rolling while it settles down, um, how should I adjust my training? I think I'll run tomorrow instead of CrossFit or weight training. Uh, with duty belts, if you can, rock a thigh holster. Um, but just make sure it's tight. What this will do, it will take the weight off your hips, all right, and it will um, put the weight down onto your thigh. Now, um, thigh holsters can have their own issues with people grabbing them. Um, but generally, like if it's if you're really conscious of it and it's tight, um, yeah, it shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem. I, I prefer the thigh, hol thigh holster over the hip holster. Um, you know, it's something you can do, um, something you can do to take the weight off your hips in Victoria. Um, we have like a vest, a, uh, like a stab, stab vest. It's not a bulletproof vest or anything. Um, but it, you can get, um, the links that join your vest to your belt. Um, so still have it tied around your waist, right? But what you can do is you can have the links, um, that attach it to your vest to take a bit of weight off your hips. Um, also, you can put your gear, you know, your cuffs, your baton, etc., on your vest instead of around your waist. Um, so that's a couple of things you can do. Um, as far as the training, um, as per anything, like make sure you're flexible with your training and adjust your injuries or you know, um, you know, muscle tightness, etc. Um, if you have a sore lower, for example, if you have a sore lower back day and it's leg day. Maybe spend the first 15 minutes of the session like foam rolling, recovery, and then do upper body and, and move your days around. So I do this a lot um, depending on how I pull up from jiu-jitsu. You know, what sore, whether, you know, the other day I, I fucking jacked up my neck super hard. Um, like it was so bad. So I just, I didn't do any upper body at all that week from memory. Like, I just got some massages on it, did full lower body, full core, um, did running and that, um, just stayed away from my upper back neck. Um, so just the same as any, be flexible around your training, understand, okay, I'm going to train these days, these are the sessions I'm going to do, but be flexible with it in case you get injured, you do overtime, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, and if you, say if you do have a sore lower back, right, or like sore, saying you've hurt your hamstring or whatever, and you go, okay, I'm just going to have to focus on upper body for a week or two or whatever. 
Don't then disregard your lower body completely. Still do your foam rolling. Still do your recovery work. Maybe you can do single leg work. You know, still still work the area. Just be real conscious of it. Um, yeah, and make sure you know your recovery, your rehabs are part of your routine for that. Um, the other thing you can do, like with the with your belt, talking about the belt again. Um, yeah, throughout your shift, if you can sit behind a desk, etc position the belt to take the weight off the hips, um, you know, whilst you're sitting down. So what I used to do, I used to rest mine on the, um, I used to drop the, um, oh, the arm, arm bits on the chair, the arm, like, what are they called? Armchair bits? You know what I'm talking about? I used to drop them down and just like pull my uh, belt up a bit and rest it on that. Um, and that would just take the weight off my hips for that time. Um, you know, the other thing too, if it's safe to do so, um, you can take it off, obviously. Um, I'm not sure how your office is set up or whoever's listening to this, how your office is set up. You know, don't be getting your fucking firearm stolen, you know, or you should be getting a wooden gun and a whistle um, to rock around with that office, I reckon. Um, so, you know, if it's safe to do so, take it off, have a break, um, you know, put it in the armory during that time. Um, but, you know, just, just manage it. And, you know, if you do get a sore lower back, you know, look at focusing on your core a bit more. Um, you know, it shouldn't, the weight vest for, all right, so in the States, I know you guys rock a lot of, um, you know, plated weight vests, so that's armored. Um, you know, in Australia, we've just got stab proof vests, which are like a couple of kilos. I think like five kilos, maybe they're fuck all. If, if that's causing you issues, you need to look at your strength and conditioning work. Okay. If wearing the vest is causing you lower back issues, all right, you know, you just, your core strength isn't there. And you need to be working on that, okay? So that's just putting it back on yourself. All right, what can you do better? Now, I know I know for yourself, Susan, you're extremely fit, extremely strong. You're one of our clients. Um, so I know that's not the case. Um, you know, some people just have lower back issues from having that. You know, and you've been in the job quite a while too, Susan. So, you know, it's one of those things, that over overuse injury um, of having that constant load there. Even though it's only a small amount of load, it's just constant there. Um, but just, you know, adjust your training around that. So for myself, I know that if I've got a sore lower back, I can still run for whatever reason. Um, you know, some people can't, some people can, but just adjust your training around the injury, um, you know, and just just be flexible with your training, but be consistent with it. Um, same as before, like understanding the difference between, you know, muscle soreness or muscle injury. So I hope that helps you guys out. Um guess what the kids didn't interrupt so we're at 26 minutes and 15 seconds i'm going to call it there okay so whoever gets close to 26 minutes and 15 seconds or whoever says i'm going to write that down so i don't forget 26 15 whoever gets closest to that or if anyone says that the kids would not interrupt which fucking surely i thought would not happen all right, they're going to win uh, free access to the armory. So thanks for playing along at home. Uh, as always, guys, if you have any questions, please hit me up. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? The more people we can get it in front of, the more people we can help. Now, on that too, if you've got any questions at all, please shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll cover it off in the podcast. I'll give you the most amount of information that I can. 
And please, if you need help with your fitness, training, mindset, anything, please reach out and ask me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you out. You just need to ask. Thanks, guys.